Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Journey by Joel Jackson. It's a joy to be able to share with you these stoic gems from my journal, from the Page a Day series, but also these short stories. And I said to you as we were setting up this podcast, or as I was setting up the podcast, that I would only make one short story a month. But then I thought to myself, okay, you've got the time, the energy, or you can make the time and the energy for those of you who have really jumped headfirst into the podcast. And what's more is I've got the short stories here to share. So why not make the extra effort and do it? The only thing keeping me back was my sense of perfectionism and wanting to make sure that everything was perfect before I released it. And so I thought, well, bugger it. Why not share with you the stories that I have when I can, while I can? Because we never know what it might lead to. And also, my own self-consciousness about what I've created and whether or not someone might connect to it, that's not for me to decide. If I like a story, if I've liked the music I create, if I like the characters I become and I share them with you, whether it's on Spotify or a TV series or in the theatre, if you connect to it, that's incredible. As Rick Rubin said, create art, create whatever it is you want to create, your vision, and your audience will find you. And so in the hope of sharing something that someone will connect to inevitably and enjoy, I'm going to share more. And so, this short story, A Boy, A Man, is all one big poem. I wrote it uh, when? It would have been late 2021. I was living in New South Wales at the time, just before moving back to Western Australia to begin working with Black Swan Theatre Company on what was a whole slate of incredible shows. At the time, I was doing a lot of work in terms of doing the hard stuff. <laughs> Talking to myself. Understanding that post-COVID... I may have been living in a little bit of duality. I may have been living between a sense of boyhood and a sense of manhood. Sometimes they coalesced and worked together. Other times they were completely opposite people. And so I thought, as I do with all my writing, I would just sit down and start a poem. I would sit down and start a reasonable argument with myself in the hope of getting to the bottom of what it was. And as I write these things, I do come up with fictional characters, fictional situations, but a lot of them is based in things that are on my mind, things that are inside of me, I'm trying to get out, and then also trying to find some resolution. A boy, a man, is a poem about self-love and self-acceptance, but also the joy of that battle the joy of the struggle, the little voices that we have inside of us that operate at all times of the day and are the decisions that we make, are the choices that we enact. So, I'm pretty self-conscious about sharing this one, only because of its nature, but in that, I think, is the core of the argument. When you are at your most vulnerable, when you are at your most self-conscious, is maybe when someone else will see you most, when someone else will connect to you most. And I thought about it all week as I edited this and brought it back to a bit of a shinier level that I thought 
would be better for me to share. I kept getting more and more and more and more and more self-conscious. And I think the more we step into that sense of vulnerability, own that space, and gift it to the universe, gift it to our workspace, gift it to our friends, our partners, say the things that are difficult, explore the areas that are dark, and get comfortable, get comfortable, sorry, with the uncomfortable. It's only going to lead to wonderful things. Without further ado, <laughs> this is a boy, a man. A boy woke up beside a man and whispered, Hey, get up. The man, he squirmed and squeezed his eyes and whispered back, Shut up. But the boy just laughed, bolted from bed and pulled the curtains back. The man groaned and struggled up to meet a brand new day of lack. His phone, it buzzed and burst alive, an alarm for 7.15. His screen lit up with the woman he loved and the boy said, Gosh, she's pretty. The man, he quickly hit his phone, his face slowly growing black. You shouldn't look at people's phones. You know better than that. But the boy just shrugged, waltzed to the door, and swung it open wide, stretched his arms and laughed and sang, It's good to be alive. For breakfast, the boy, he reached for cake, but the man, he shook his head and made him a bowl of muesli with tinned fruit on top instead. Stuff like that will make you sick. The man said with a sigh. The boy, he smiled and said right back, I know, but I had to try. Thirty minutes to eat and shower, then meet me in the car. The boy chewed quick and said, Okay, as long as we drive fast. Then off to the cafe, down the road, and opposite the park. The boy raced across, and the man, he yelled, Ah, please, watch out for cars. The man, he cringed and called him back. I'm sorry, not today. The boy skipped past and said, You know, you say that every day. As they stepped inside, a puppy dog, old but still alive, pushed his nose into the boy and caught him by surprise. An old woman, who held the leash, said, Sorry, he loves a pat. The man just said, Well, be careful and make sure you pull him back. But the boy knelt down and held the dog, his muzzle in his hands and said, oh wow, look, he's got a moustache, just like an old man. The old woman laughed and slapped her knees, warmed by such a boy. The man grabbed him by the arm and warned, a dog is not a toy. They left the woman by the door and went to join the queue. The man grumbling pulled out his phone with nothing else to do. Can we play a game? The boy, he asked. The man said, not right now. Why not, said the boy. You just stuck your head inside a cloud. The man went to speak, but his phone, it rang with the face of the pretty girl. The boy stomped and shouted, hey, oh look, it's the prettiest woman in the world. They raced outside and the man, he swore, said quietly, please shut up. The boy looked up and said, I'm sorry, but I think that I'm in love. The man, he sighed and took the boy and put him in the car. Then they drove without caffeine to work and pulled in to park. So what's this place? The boy, he said, with a face scrunched up in yuck. This is work. The man looked down but couldn't look back up. 
You don't look happy, said the boy. Maybe we give work a miss. I wish I could, but really there's no choice. All there ever is, is this. The man had not looked up by now, and he sat heavy in his chair. If you don't like it, you should stop. The boy gently tested the air. But life just goes, the man, he said. You don't get to choose. He grit his teeth and said sadly, It's like I was born to lose. That's silly, exclaimed the boy. That cannot be the truth. Remember all the medals I won when we were in our youth? It's not the same, the man cried out. Sometimes it's just unfair. Well, that's okay, the boy whispered. Let's go where people care. Yeah, asked the man. And where just might that be? The girl, said the boy. I think she's the something and the somewhere that we are meant to be. The car, it eased, and then it stopped outside of a house. A modern castle built with brick and more than a fair bit of nows. Holy moly, said the boy. This place is a palace. The man, he shyly cleared his throat. This is the home of Alice. They looked up at the windows, at the wealth and at the size. The man was small and humbled. The boy couldn't believe his eyes. The man he felt for the ignition, crippled by his own lack. But the boy held firm his hand and said, You know, now there is no turning back. So up they went to reach the door, up through the garden path. A child's hand wrapped the palm of a man together again at last. And then they made their quiet knock with their nervous little fist, rapping gently right upon the door against the thick precipice. But no answer came, no noise, and the man he felt ashamed and let go of the little hand that had held himself in place. I told you this was stupid, the man said in quite a huff. I've made a fool of myself, an idiot. This is all just too tough. But the boy stepped back a little way out from underneath the door, and then he spotted high on the window there up on the second floor, and there beside the curtain was a wonderful little girl wearing a bright yellow summery dress and a necklace of fake pearls. He caught himself waving, his insides gushed with glee, for the young girl she waved back at him, and they were honey to the bees. What? What are you doing? asked the man through gritted teeth. There's a girl up in the window. Come here, look, you'll see. But as the man went to peer around, the girl she stepped back, and the boy dropped his hand down low, his face now falling slack. I saw her. She waved. The boy exclaimed and swore. You didn't. You lie. The man could take no more. Up there in the window was the girl from on your phone. I know, I know, I know this, please. I don't live under stones. Trust me, okay? She's home. She's home inside the house. But maybe, just maybe... You must leave cheese out for the mouse, said the boy now quite bold and proudly, lit up bright with life. What? curtly asked the man, in no mood for playful strife. Call out her name, yelled the boy, with a wickedly crinkled wink. That only happens in movies, never in real life, you twit. Well, I'll do it, 
said the boy, as he sucked deep down a breath. Oh, shrieked the man, frightened almost half to death. Well, fine, he muttered quietly. I'll do it. Let me try. Well, that's better, said the boy, now who's feeling alive. The man, he now sucked down a breath, but then he almost choked. He caught himself in a nervous laugh, and he couldn't quite cope. And then the boy, he giggled too, buckled up and over in half, and again they were together, right there on the garden path. But then the man, he found his feet, and boomed against all the odds, calling her name to the stars above and the long-forgotten gods. Alice, he called, his lungs emptying of air. Alice, called the boy, the wind ruffling through his hair. Alice, they yelled together, together to the sky, a man and a boy, one person alive. Tom? came a voice high up on the second floor. Alice, asked the man from the garden down below. Tom, what are you doing? The lady, she asked sharp. Well, I'm down here in your garden, just being a pain in the ass. The man was smiling up and out, even through all his sorrow. He reasoned gently to himself, today could lead to tomorrow. Can we talk? asked the man. Spurred on by the boy, um, not now, said the lady bereft of all joy. But the girl tugged at her comfy jeans and leaned into her leg. She gently smiled up and together they said, okay, just give me two secs. Then came down the lady with a girl deep in her shadow to the man inside her garden with a boy as mad as Picasso. Thank you, said the man as he held on to her gaze. It's really good to see you, Alice. It's felt longer than a few days. Then he plumbed up all his courage and asked, Could we walk? The girl whispered to the woman, Good, maybe now we can talk. But the lady gently held her back. Maybe, let's wait and see. But the girl beamed up brighter than the stars. It'll be okay, trust me. Then the four, they started walking, with no special place to be. All together, but separate. Two pods and their peas. Alice, said the man, I feel like such a fool. I've been selfish, hurtful, rude, silly, and frankly, quite cruel. The lady struggled for her patience as she firmly held her ground as her mind it raced, burned, and exploded in a cacophony of sounds. But the girl held her sweating hand. Let's be patient, please, just wait. Don't go chomping off his head before he even gets out the gate. The lady, well, she giggled and agreed as they strode forth. And the boy, he kept on urging, come on, it can't get any worse. So the man, he cleared his throat and said, I don't know where to begin. Well, I, I guess that's just it, that right there. Well, that 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 is the... Um, very thing. I love you. I do, dearly. I love you so much that my mind races to things that are terrifying to the touch. To silly, wild, scary ideas that are brittle at the seams. Or overthinking and stressing if I'm a feature of your dreams. 
I second guess myself. I get nervous and I don't get close to start. All the thoughts and sentences that are locked here inside my heart. And I wish that I had told you when I felt uncertain or bad. Made you a cup of tea and listened when I had made you sad. I just... And the man, he came to a stop, a tear trapped inside his eye. The girl was stunned, as was the boy. They'd not seen him cry. The lady waited patiently, a hand resting on his flank. Tom, now that you've started there, there is no going blank. The man mustered up his courage like spreading butter out on bread. Well, I guess if I don't say it now, I'd be better off dead. Alice, I see you and the life that you have made. I see your success and the road that you have paved towards your personal peace and a lifetime of great love. And I see myself as the hungry raven to your peaceful soaring dove. I don't deserve you or the rich gold that you keep inside, the mind that's in your gentle soul that you so carefully hide. Tom, you're right, you don't, said the woman quite stern, as she looked down upon the shocked girl. What? Now it's my turn. I did it, I listened, but now I need to talk. I'll be kind and I'll be gentle, but this is more than just a walk. Tom, she began, as she held her great heart high. It must be incredibly tough, with your head stuck in the sky. Why didn't you talk, and take a breath, sit down, and simply try? You made me feel like I was living one big horrible lie. I can take care of myself. I take great pride in my life. As you know, I love very deeply, and sometimes that can stir strife. But I chose to have you to be part of all the mess, to stand right here beside me at our worst and at our best. Now listen, it's okay to be sad or lost and even blue, but when there are two of us, it's never only you. I was there at the start, and I chose to be there, needing nothing from you but a promise that you would simply care. Of course, yes about me, but more important than that, for the boy living inside of you who always has your back. I've seen you speak so gently and kindly to so many others. When it comes to talking to yourself, you hide under the covers. You run with fear, hide in shame, and drown yourself in doubt, choosing instead to stick your head way up in the clouds. The boy, he leaned closer and said, I told you so. The man, he said to Alice, well, I've been trying, don't you know? Alice replied sharply back, yes, I know, and that's a start. But for either of us to be happy, you must work on your own heart. The boy, he was exasperated. Well, far out, what does that even mean? What, like a sad movie or two with cartons of ice cream? No, you twit, said the girl, quickly on his case. It means talking to each other like this, simply face to face. Ah, oh, well, we do that every day, said the boy, huffing in a flap. No, you don't, fired back the girl. You both need a good slap. The boy, he went to begin, but the man, he held him back, because Alice was about to speak and set the record flat. 
Tom, I love you, and I want this for us. The man he held his breath and waited to get hit by the bus. But before we do, there is work that you need to get done. On the other side of discomfort is unconditional sun. And with that, they stopped. The two girls in the street, their hands folded gently and the future at their feet. Go down there to the park and find yourself a bench. Sit and talk to your boy. Get outside your head. Alice then looked down and took Tom's hands in her own, turned gently on her heels and slowly walked back home. Wow, she's quite amazing, said the small boy to the man, but I didn't hear a single word that I could understand. Let's just go down to the park, said the big man to the boy, and they found themselves a park bench neatly settled deep in soil. Well, let's talk it out said the man, now somewhat seeming gruff. Well, sometimes you're silly, you're nasty, and you are really just quite tough. The boy, he'd started quickly, catching the man by surprise. Like today, at the cafe, with the dog with deep brown eyes, I tried to stop and say hello, and you dragged me inside. Oh, come on, really? The man struggled against the tide. Yes, and sometimes I get frightened when you go and raise your voice. I get nervous and I go quiet and you leave me no choice but to hide inside of the corners of your big stupid head in places you can't find me and I think you want me dead. The boy, he was shaking, upset and distressed. The man, he said, I'm sorry. You know I'm doing my best. No. No, you're not, said the boy, heavily at last. Joy, play, light and love, these are things left in your past. Well, it seems I can't get anything right, no matter how hard I try. But we don't need to be right. That's it, the boy said with a smile. We can make each day an adventure with delights that we can treasure. We don't need much, we just need love, and yes, of course, we need each other. I'll be me, you be you, and together we'll be scared by the gentle curve of learning life and feeling unprepared, of falling down ungracefully, but getting straight back up, and feeling the fear inside of us, but knowing we're enough We'll try to do the hard things, despite what others say. This time is ours, and ours alone. We can't let it get away. Silence fell across the park. The man shuffled a little closer and hugged tightly the kid, the boy living inside him, like the grouch inside the bin. You really are quite clever. You know that? the man said, as he looked out across the park and the paths that people tread. I pledge that I will love you. I pledge to make you proud. The boy stared out across the lawn, tuned to each and every sound. Please know that I love you. I will until we part. Finally, smiled the boy, now our life can really start. 
and as they sat together, a small dog trotted by. The boy leapt quickly off the bench. Come on, let's go say hi. Well, there you have it. A boy, a man. A poem written by me, read by me, and produced <laughs> and delivered to you. I hope you enjoy it. There are so many things inside of there on reflection that was written about two years ago that still resonate to this day and to the person I'm hoping to become. But also I hope that you find little messages inside of it or playful language use or whatever, something that you can steal and put into your daily walk. If you did enjoy the story, please, if you haven't already, leave a like, subscribe, a rating or a few sentences of a review it means the world if you leave something behind to move this community forward. I'd be forever grateful. As always, thank you for listening and joining me on this journey as I read to you and share with you on Journey by Joel Jackson. Thanks, team. And I'll be seeing you again very shortly next week for another episode. Enjoy the week ahead. <laughs>